0: Hello? Hello, who is this Cobra Kai companion? Oh, I listen to this show. You know why? Because I play Arma. I'm the landlord who owns all the property. So all I really care about is if they pay the rent, they can beat the shit out of each other. Just as long as they pay the rent. That's all that matters to me.
1: Welcome to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. And today's episode is another interview, this time with Mr. Ken Davidian, who played Armand Zarkarian. Mr. Davidian shares stories about his family and where he came from, and also some of his previous work, including Borat and Get Smart. Also, in this episode, you will learn that you cannot always trust what you read online. I won't give it away, but I had a bit of an epic fail and was kind of embarrassed by it, really. But also in this interview, you will hear some pitches Mr. Davidian has for uh, film and also some TV shows. And here is our conversation. Hello. Oh, Mr. Davidian, is it a good time? Yes, I, I just had somebody over. Okay, okay. Well, I won't take up too much of your time. You know, I'll, um, you know, maybe about half an hour, just really depending on how long, uh, you have to talk, really.
0: Okay. Let's start. Ask me a question. I don't know how you want to do this.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Um, well, first off, you know, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to speak with you. Um, for our show, we've, uh, interviewed a number of cast members, really. And what we have found through our listeners is they really enjoy hearing about the cast members themselves and behind the scenes stuff about Cobra Kai. For me, I, doing a little bit of the research, I found out that you've actually been in the industry ever since back in the 70s. Yeah. And what was it that uh, made you decide to get into acting?
0: Uh, my grandmother was an actress on stage with Armenian communities. And I liked it better than the business that we were in which I stayed in until I was 30 40 years old but it was waste removal so we we had rubbish trucks and we picked up garbage that's what my parents did when they came to America and uh my father my mother was born here but my father was a Russian soldier captured by Germans put into a Russian I'm put into a German work camp at Stuttgart, and when the Allies uh, uh, liberated Berlin, after that it took them two years to get 3,000 Armenians, and I have a movie script for it, to get 3,000 Armenians to California, and then I was born. So when they came here, they were picking up garbage, and I liked what my grandmother was doing cuz I thought it was easy then <laughs> when I I saw a TV guide article way back in the 60s where Michael Landon was making $25,000 a week doing Bonanza wow and I thought wow wow that's right and that's I was a the ham at school junior high school high school I went to Griffith Junior High in East LA. I went to Garfield High School, and then East LA College, and then Cal State Long Beach. But I was uh, from East Los Angeles.
1: And that's where you spent uh, most of your time since then?
0: Yeah, yeah. I live in the valley now, but uh, that's only because I'm a big property owner. <laughs> and well, <laughs> I live in the valley, And uh, but I, I... Originally from Montebello, East Los Angeles,
1: Montebello. Is karate still big in the valley? Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. In fact, uh, some of my nephews are go to class. I think
1: he's uh, eight years old and he's already going to class. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I have a, a couple of young ones myself, um, including a newborn, which I already told my wife I definitely want to get them into some sort of martial arts growing up. Um, so, yeah, that's very awesome.
0: Yeah, it builds confidence.
1: Right, and you know they learn how to uh, work with other kids and stuff, so they learn teamwork and discipline. Obviously,
0: yeah, that's what's lacking.
1: Now, I, you know, the internet—you can't always trust what is written. So, I do have to ask: Is was Burt Reynolds? Did he influence you into becoming an actor? Not personally, but was he somebody that you admired growing up? No. Not Where at did all? you
0: read that? No, Wikipedia. <laughs> Wow! No, you want to know my the people that influenced me was uh, Errol Flynn, Clark Gable, Terry Grant. Those oh. are the people that I was interested in. Very I, I uh, yeah, I liked the the older movies where people were actually acting.
1: Right. Yeah, Humphrey uh, Bogarts and things of that oh, nature. Oh God! Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do definitely respect those uh, those movies. Um, I'm blanking on it. Lawrence of Arabia, you know, things like that. Yeah. It's a beautiful but, but movie. The
0: thing is they could do, they did that and then they turned around and did a comedy. Then they turned around and did something else. They, they utilized their actors. Now everybody's so realistic. If they want a landlord, they said, you own any property. <laughs> so it's, it's more difficult. And there's so many more people and some of them are extremely talented. Right. So, but you gotta love it. And I, I tell other actors, are you sick? And they say, yeah, yeah. And, and other people don't know what the hell we're talking about. If you can go through a week of rejection every time you go on an audition and every time they say they love you and then you don't get the part, it's, it's difficult. And then that one part that comes, it's, washes everything away. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's fabulous. And we're doing what we love. You know, all the flying to Atlanta and the the staying in a hotel, not being at home and stuff, once you get on the set, it's completely different. It's just where you want to be.
1: Now, you also own or founded a restaurant, The Dip. I, I have
0: always had,
1: except for now,
0: I have always had uh, d- uh restaurants. Uh
1: oh. recently
0: we just closed a place called the infield which was a hot dog stand uh with actual seats from baseball stadiums and uh before that we had uh, or together we had another restaurant at Hollywood and Highland at the Kodak Center it was called the dip and we did, did French dip sandwiches like Philippe's in downtown. So I've had delis. I've always had something. And, and uh, I've had coffee houses. And it's it's just a, a way to keep the family together and keep them working and uh, keep the food on the table. So if you're buying food to sell to people, you know there's something to eat.
1: Mm-hmm. Now back in let's see here 2006 this is when you know this is the first role I saw you in was in Borat. What was it yeah. like uh, working with Sasha Baron Cohen?
0: It was uh exhilarating.
1: It was it was a,
0: that I did, I did 125 different uh appearances and until I ran around naked <laughs> and didn't, and didn't speak a word of English <laughs> I got famous. I did two movies where I didn't speak a word of English, and they were both. One was Borat, and the other one was The Artist.
1: Oh, and that
0: won the Academy Award.
1: Yeah, I really so, did enjoy that one. Okay, it's it's been a while, but uh, I'll have to go back and revisit that.
0: Yeah, I played pawnbroker, and everybody. There's a lot of cameos and stuff. I played a pawnbroker. Uh, the director called, and he wanted me to play the part and i met with him and i said listen uh we just came out the one that was uh, uh it was about uh, outer space pe- not outer space people the first but man? it was uh no no i can't remember the name i'll remember the name while we're talking but i said you want to do a silent black and white film and he said yeah and i have some money So, and he did have a little bit of money. He had, I think their budget was $12 million. But when the Weinsteins came in and they took it all the way to the Academy Awards and it was a great, great ride, a lot of fun. To do it twice in your life, it's great.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was very bold to do a silent film in modern time because with MTV quick edits and cuts and things of that nature, I, I would think that it'd be difficult to try to bring in a younger audience to watch a movie like that. But when I watched it yeah. I, I loved it. It was a great movie.
0: Do you know that the dance scene was one take? No. They wouldn't the director would not let them stop and edit or anything. If they made a mistake, they had to start over again.
1: Oh wow. Perfectionist. So Yeah. It was a it was a great film. It was
0: you know, I, I went to school And even way back when I went to school, they didn't have classes on silent film.
1: Right. That
0: was done. And this was very interesting. It was uh, Avatar was the movie I was talking about. I told him, I said, Avatar just came out and you want to make a silent movie?
1: (laughs) Can we make the silent movie in 3D? So,
0: but he made it and it worked and it was a great,
1: great trip. Yeah, yeah. Now you were also a part of um, a property that that was remade that I, I really enjoyed growing up, and it's funny to say because I watched it in syndication. But get smart, you played Starker.
0: Yes, yes, and I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, they offered me the part of Burly Man, and Burly Man was one scene in a restroom, and I said. I have watched that show growing up all my life, and I never wanted to play anybody except Starker. And they told the uh, Peter Siegel, the director, and he said, okay, let him come to a table read. All right? And after the table read, he said to me, I knew you spoke English, but I didn't know you speak English. <laughs> because." He he said the reason that they wanted me to do Burley man is because they didn't want to have to take care of an old man traveling to Canada and all this stuff and doesn't speak English and so it was it worked out very well.
1: Yeah, that that, that um I actually own the complete set on DVD, so I'm glad that there's still love for that.
0: I got to tell you, we really thought because they, they had already set up, they had already set up the amount of money that you were going to make
1: uh-huh. for the
0: second one. So I was very upset that they didn't do a a, a
1: two. Yeah, I was just uh, about to mention that. That I remember hearing, you know, that there were um, ideas or plans at least for a part two. So that's that's a little saddening that uh, that never came.
0: From what I understood, Steve uh, Steve Carell and Peter Siegel couldn't get together on a script. Mm. So. But yeah, it, it was planned.
1: Yeah, so so hopefully one day then.
0: Yeah, and it was really, really a treat to meet Terrence Stamp.
1: Oh, I, I bet. Sure, uh, General Zod. I mean, <laughs> the stories, the stories. Do
0: you know that this guy was with Ravi Shankar and the Beatles when they called him to do Superman, and he said no? What? He said, I'm very happy here. And I don't want to come back. They said no. The director wants to meet you in London. They finally persuaded him to come back, and he thought, "Superman, give me a break." And it was the uh, uh, and he had done so much work, and this thing made him a superstar.
1: That's amazing. So he so he originally turned it down.
0: He yeah, he originally turned it down. He didn't want to do it. It was no big deal. Uh, he was having a good time with Ravi Shankar and. And, and the Beatles, and they were probably uh, stoned out of their minds, listening <laughs> to uh, Ravi Shankar play. And but they, they his manager, he said, "You got to come, you got to come, you got to come." So it, and it worked out.
1: Yeah, it it did. I mean, General Zod is a very iconic uh, villain, you know. In yeah, and uh, and and obviously, superheroes is even bigger as it it, it was back then.
0: Yeah, good old Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: all that. Now, Cobra Kai. Uh, obviously, you again. You've been in the industry for for many, many years, decades. Now, what do you remember about the Karate Kid back in nineteen eighty four? A lot,
0: a lot. Wax on, wax off. What are you talking about? I got two <laughs> kids that are thirty five <laughs> and forty now, and the Karate Kid movies were the were everything. In fact. When I got there, I said, is Ralph Macchio here? And they said, yeah. And then I found out his real name was Ralph Macchio. (laughs) I thought that was the character all these years. (laughs) So, no. And then before I went to do Cobra Kai, I made a movie called uh, The Price of Freedom. And it was Paul Servino... Who played the Shah of Iran, and then this this is a true story about the dentist of the Shah and how the revolution came. And Martin played one of the uh, uh, revolution people from uh, from the mullets, and wh- he was killing. He was judge and jury of during the revolution, and people would come in, and he would say, "You did this against Allah," and he would have them killed. Until the movie was over, I didn't know it was Martin.
1: You're talking about Mr. Cove, just, Martin Cove?
0: Yeah, oh. he was so good in that that I didn't even know it was him.
1: Well, he's been in many, many films as well over the decades. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had the opportunity to speak with him too, and he also had some great stories. And I always reference this when I talk about that interview, but he shared a story about uh, playing tennis with Sean Connery.
0: Wow. Wow. <laughs>
1: James Bond. I would
0: have fucking died. I would have fucking died. <laughs> I always tell people when they say the new generation doesn't have hair. And even young guys they're, they're shaving their hair off their back and their arms and I always say I am from the Sean Connery era. Men have hair and it's sexy. Yeah. And I have chest hair so I couldn't couldn't say no. Uh, But yeah, he was, he was, that was another idol. Bond.
1: James Bond. Shaken or stern.
0: I just love that type.
1: I would like to see you in a James Bond movie. Uh, Me too. (laughs) But
0: I was, I was really a big fan of the original Uh, with Sean Connery. And I was a big fan of Star Trek with the original Captain Kirk. But the, the ones that come along they haven't done it Mm
1: -hmm. this
0: was the only one this Cobra Kai was the only one that brought everybody back I like that right so but uh no I mean I got I'm I'm still thinking about Smokey and the Bandit no I I I did a movie with him before he passed and I didn't know he was in it uh and if and Rob Lowe was in it and I I'm not sure. I think it was called Pocket Listings. I really don't know. And then I found out all the people in the movie. We didn't work together, but uh, that was the first and only time with the bandit. And I loved his hair.
1: See, yeah. Again,
0: that was the time where he had hairy arms, hairy head.
1: Nice mustache.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Now, how did you uh, land the part on Cobra Kai? Uh, was this um, a thing where, you know, you have an agent and they just came to you with a script? Or did the, the, the creators, did they approach oh, you?
0: Producers producers know who I was. They liked me. And they called my agent. And my agent at the time didn't have a, a reel or, or something. They didn't have the stuff that Cobra Kai asked for. But the producers knew me they hired me and when i went over there they said hey listen we asked for this and this and they didn't have anything but we hired you cuz we know you so i i i screamed and yelled at the agents agents are <laughs> they're what are you going to do yeah that's you know but they knew who i was and i knew uh, i knew the show was coming and i knew it was on youtube red i was you know, I thought, okay, what's, you know, what's the budget and how do they do things? And this is YouTube and, but it was a Cadillac, just Cadillac treatment. They were great. The, the hotels were nice. The, everybody on set was nice. The, the, uh, location was good. They fed you well. It was, it was great.
1: Yeah. You, you got fed lobster.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, I. Invertently said, "Okay, guys, this is YouTube. Who's paying for this?" And somebody yelled out, "Don't worry, it's Google money."
1: Oh yeah, I, good point. And
0: I had I didn't know, but they they they're good. They take care of everybody, and that's the best way to get the best result. You know, you always when when they feed you bologna sandwiches or. Uh, they pay you a tenth of what you're supposed to get. You you don't feel that, uh, like, okay, nobody gives a shit. So mm-hmm. you do your job and you go home. But when they take care of you and they show you some respect, you want to do the best you can. Right. So I like, I, I wish I was on the show as a regular. I, I think it's a, a great show. And every I have been stopped. I can't tell you how many times. Hey man, you were great on Cobra Kai. That's okay, good. And apparently, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm in the valley. Yeah, this everything here is in the valley. So I got to fly all the way to Atlanta to be in the valley. Yeah, I don't know, but
1: uh, <laughs> a little weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it like filming? So you were in Episode 5, Counterbalance. Um, you share a scene with uh, the LaRussos, uh, I think minus Samantha. So, you know, we have Amanda.
0: i i there twice. So I don't know. Uh, I, I did two... Two trips out there.
1: Oh, okay. So the restaurant scene then, to start off with, that's yes, the first that's time we were yeah, introduced to your character there. What was it like yeah. uh, on set that day and uh, just filming with Ralph Macchio and, and the rest of the crew?
0: I was at awe, man. I mean, come on, it's Ralph Macchio.
1: Yeah, the I'm character. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, 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 wax on, wax off, uh, uh, disciplined to, to my own children. And, I, you know, you would say, hey, come on. Miyagi's not wouldn't let you do that, and they, they it, it just resonated. It was fun, and then uh, working with him and eating lobster with him, iconic. Iconic. It'd be like eating the with uh Niro, right? You know, it's it's Ralph Macchio. My kids who are in the one is forty and the other one's thirty seven. I got more street creds from them than you can't imagine. <laughs> hey Dad, did you meet him? I said, Yeah, man. We met him twice. So it was it was a lot of fun. And I, I would love to do the show as much as I hope the thing goes for 10, 11 years.
1: Right. Makes oh. them
0: all old men.
1: Yeah, agree. I agree. Uh, now, did you guys have to do uh, mini takes um, and try to rework lines or anything like that? What I'm really trying to figure out is how much lobster did you eat?
0: A lot. <laughs> a lot. And then I'm not the type of guy that's going to spit it out. It's lobster. <laughs> so at, at, at by the end, I was like, okay, guys, I need a 7-up. Uh, but it was lobster. How can you say no to lobster? All right. So and butter. So it was there was there was a lot. We did uh, uh, three or four takes, but it was also lunch time.
1: Oh wow! So we were eating lunch too. Living the life, of eating lobster so that's for why lunch. I was laughing.
0: <laughs> I was having lunch for lo- we're having lobster for lunch.
1: <laughs> it must be nice. It must be nice. Well, you know, uh, at that country club, I'm sure you, uh, the characters can afford it.
0: Yes. Yes, all both of us. He's supposed to be very wealthy now with the car dealerships that's and right. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's a twist coming.
1: Ooh. That's see, what Martin told me. Yeah. Now, uh, obviously, we want to avoid spoilers. Um, now, you mentioned you flew out there twice. I'm assuming the second time was the convenience store scene? Yes. Now, what was it like working with Billy Zepka
0: Oh, I had worked with him before. Oh. I think I, think I had worked with him before a while ago. Uh, so it was really... When I got there, it was old home week. I mean, I knew everybody there, and, and uh, the costume people are so nice, and the makeup people are so nice, uh, and the weather was good. Like, I would hate to go now. Right. So, but if they called, i go. But still, I know it's cold. Cold as heck everywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. But that was,
0: that, and it was, it was, you know, I went out on a Friday, and we did like two or three scenes in one day, and it was over. It was great.
1: They're very efficient yeah it it sounds like it, you know we also got to um interview Va Sanchez, who plays uh Nestor, the convenience store clerk, you know, which you yeah. you shared a a moment with as well uh what was it like working with him?
0: It was great. We even took pictures afterwards, they all wanted to take pictures with the fat guy from Bora <laughs> so that's always good, so it was, it was I have not had a and if I did, I'd tell you. a a bad experience on on cobra kai i've had weird experiences in a lot of places but this was even the airport's gorgeous everything is good i i would love to go uh when i got there i the first time i called and said okay find me a fried chicken restaurant and they came back and said, okay, there's a Popeye's. I said, no, 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 Popeye's. I got Popeye's at home. <laughs> this is Atlanta. Find me some Southern fried chicken. And they found a restaurant, and I ate there three times. So I really liked it. I can't remember the name, but it was had nothing to do with chicken. Something fox, something. And I, when I go back to the hotel, I'll ask the concierge. But the girls at uh, production found this place, and it was Great. I love fried chicken.
1: Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, a few more minutes and uh, we'll get uh, ready to wrap up. Uh, sure. You, you know, you you mentioned a little something and I don't want to ask anything about season two. I don't want to get anybody in trouble and we try to avoid spoilers as much as we can. Um, but what are some other things that um, listeners can maybe expect to see you in the near future that you can share?
0: Uh, well, I can tell you Ralph Macchio turns into a superhero okay. and has wings. All right. Uh, and then he starts flying all around his car dealerships. I like that. And so it, it goes into the sci-fi think. <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, I just finished a film called The Samuel Project. And uh, that was with Hal Linden, who played Barney Miller in the 70s. And it was a very touching story about my son and his grandson and the Holocaust and the Armenian genocide. Uh, Everything was mentioned. The Samuel project was the Hal's grandson did a school project, and what he wrote about was uh, his grandfather being captured by uh, Germans and having to uh, live in a uh, concentration camp and then or the concentration camp came later first he was uh, saved by a German family that said he was their brother but he was a Jew and uh, he had never told the story to anybody so his grandson wanted to hear it and that was a, a Lemley movie but it's out now everywhere uh, and then next week I'm shooting a thing I don't know what the name of it is. it's a short and it was written by Zach uh Zinografus. You know the guy that does baskets?
1: I've, uh, baskets. The name sounds vaguely that's from familiar. Hangover. From Hangover. Oh Ga- Galthanakis? Zin- yeah, that's the one. Uh-huh. But he wrote and he's directing
0: a short uh that's gonna do the festivals and I'm I'm doing that uh this week and uh hopefully I'll be in Europe in June. We'll see. If that all happens, but I'll be working over there. So, But you know how this business is. Oh, yeah. Today, there are 30 things to do. The the thing that shocks me the most is uh, I have a uh, conflict. I don't have a conflict for 360 days, and then the one day I'm going to work, I have a conflict. It's weird, oh, but wow. that's what happens.
1: At, at the beginning, you mentioned uh, a script that you either worked on or working on.
0: Yes, I have a script about my father coming to America and what they went through by being captured by Germans and how they studied uh, American history so they could come and get their uh, green card. And Eleanor Roosevelt and uh, this guy named George Mardikin took them, took these 3,000 Armenians under their wing. And the title of the movie is called Hell on Earth. And I'm also looking for a showrunner. Because I have a sitcom, and we need a showrunner. And the sitcom's called uh, All About Amanda. And Amanda is a beautiful young bartender that my character, who is an old Armenian man with an accent and uh, is a widower, they befriend each other, and she moves in with him to do some washing and cleaning and live rent-free. And uh, about 4 o'clock in the morning, the first night, I go to the kitchen to get a glass of water, and I see my roommate in the restroom urinating. Not a big deal, right? No. (laughs) Except she's standing up. Oh, okay. Ah. So... Without knowing it, I'm now living with a transgender woman.
1: Very so
0: interesting. So comedy ensues. So we're, we're trying to take that out. I have another show called Poo Poo Papa, where I play uh, an Armenian Archie Bunker, and I go live with my very liberal daughter and her African-American, very, very liberal husband. Uh, and I'm a Trumpster. So I've got stuff trying to get it out. You know, they're, they're lucky that Karate Kid had such a following that as soon as somebody said it, they said, Yes, let's do it. Let's green light that. So it's not an easy job to get something green lighted. And then, do they like it? Will the audience like it? Because you know how these, they give you two, three weeks on a TV show and then you're gone. Right. So it's, such a great business, but it's very difficult. But I want to take one of the shows. I want to do a television. I want to stay and do television.
1: And that concludes my conversation with Mr. Davidian. I want to thank him again for giving me the opportunity and coming on the show and speaking to me and talking about Cobra Kai. If you enjoyed this episode... And are a newer listener, please consider going back and checking out some of the other interviews that we have done. At this point, I believe we have 22 interviews of cast members from both the Karate Kid movies and the Cobra Kai show. I want to thank everybody for your guys' continued support. If you want to follow us, we have a number of different social media accounts that you can follow. If Facebook is your thing, we do have a pretty awesome Facebook group page. You can search group and you spell out the words period. If you are on Twitter, you can find our account at Cobra Kai Pod, and we're also on Instagram at Cobra Kai Podcast. I also host a retro movie review podcast called Podstalgic, which you can find on social media at Podstalgic. And my co-host Tom, who was unable to join in on this interview today, can be found at Jake and Tom Conquer the World, where he talks about pop culture, comic books, and superhero movies, and things of that nature. So again... Thank you guys for checking out this episode and we'll see you guys next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Cortemp Arts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortemp Arts shows, visit cortemparts.com.